Welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brandon Spivey here today on Monday's edition of Movie News. And today we're going to start off with why Hemlock Grove was canceled, uh, why season four never happened. I have yet to see this show, but I've, I've wanted to watch it. If you're listening to this, as you know, I'm always behind on current TV shows. Not usually movies, but current TV shows... I'm always behind. I mean, look at it. I'm on season 10 of Supernatural. But anyway, <laughs> uh, basically, Hemlock Grove was canceled because uh, it wasn't critically acclaimed, uh, basically. Uh, the audience was there, but Netflix really canceled it because of critics, and which is sad uh, that, you know, the audience watches, yet you cancel something. Uh, so Netflix is losing viewers uh, as we speak. Um, they're canceling a lot of shows. They're... You know, I honestly, you know, the shows I've seen really has only been two uh, shows that I've seen Netflix originals. That's Stranger Things, love it. Uh, Glow, really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to season three. Pro- it's not like something I'm going to watch straight off, like Stranger Things. But Glow was it was entertaining. I'm a big wrestling fan, so I was interested in that aspect of it. I thought it was pretty good. You know, pretty good show, pretty good characters. You know. You know, it's all about the characters. But Hemlock Grove was canceled because of critic reception. And that's that's a tragedy to everyone that worked on that show. Um, but, you know, I'm not shocked. Uh, but it is what it is, uh, you know. Uh, but, well, we're going to... We're going to go into, uh, you know... Honestly, I just... I don't understand Netflix sometimes why they cancel stuff, but if this is true, that they're looking at uh, critics' reviews of their shows and canceling because of that, not because of your audience, which is absurd. Because on you know your basic television, they get canceled because the audience isn't tuning in, not because of what the critics are saying. Uh, so they're they're doing it backwards, uh, but that's weird. Uh, our next topic though, um, Screen Rant has their top Batman films, um, so, uh, I'm gonna go see what comes, comes in first, this is ranked worst to best, so we're gonna start off with Batman and Robin, uh, which I did see, let's see, Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin, I, yeah, I saw that at the drive-in with my parents when I was a kid, uh, so, I, I can understand why this is last, <laughs> I mean, um, it wasn't a very good movie. Uh, you know, honestly, I went for Arnold. I'm not the biggest Batman fan. If you listen to this podcast, uh, you, you'll know when we get on Batman, I'm not the biggest fan. I like his villains more than I like him. So I think he has the best villains of any character in comics, um, which is probably why I don't like him very much. Uh, because not that I hate him, I just, I'm not, I'm not, he doesn't capture my imagination never did he i was always drawn to the villains of his of his you know his stories and uh, i was always more interested in them than i was batman with spider-man uh who I always watched as a kid on the other side which is marvel uh i was always captivated by him and his you know struggles and he had good characters villains as well but i don't know it just it's weird it's weird Thing there, but yeah, up next, Batman versus Superman, which I really disagree with. I think this is an excellent film, but it's sad that they 
put that there. I mean, I'm really upset about it. <laughs> Honest, but it's their list. Uh, you know, it's what they think. So, up next is Batman 1966. Uh, I honestly couldn't get through that movie. Um, the campiness. Uh, a lot of people love it. I mean, they do. It's it's recognized as one of the best Batmans ever. Uh, I just couldn't get through it. Uh, it's not for me. And that's you know that's it. Up next, Batman Forever, which was my first Batman film in the theaters. Um, I actually liked it at the time, but I can understand why people wouldn't. Uh, you know, I love Jim Carrey's The Riddler. I love Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face. Uh, Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Eh, it was okay. Um, Val Kilmer as Batman was pretty good, I thought. You know, but, you know, I don't know. But I thought it was a decent movie. I honestly did. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. Up next is The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought this should be at the bottom of the barrel of Batman films. Uh, I did not... I don't know. It, just, it wasn't like a bad movie. It's just... It went on for too long, I think. I think it went on for a very long time. Up next is Batman The Mask of the Phantasm, which is a pretty good animated film. It really is. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Up next is Batman 1989, which probably, well, I ain't going to say it's the best Batman movie, but it was considered the best, in my opinion, for the longest time. It really was. Uh, up next is Batman Begins. I would put Batman over this. Um, Batman 89 over Batman Begins. I, I would. Uh, I think it's better than, you know, Batman, you know, Dark Knight Rises, but... I don't think it's. I just. Don't, I don't. I wasn't a big fan of it when I first saw it. I'm still not a big fan of it. I think it's decent, but I don't think it's better than BVS or Batman '89 or Batman Returns or anything like that. I don't know. Next one's Batman Returns. Uh, so uh, yeah, th that's a very good movie. I don't think it's better than Batman '89 though, but but it's pretty cool. And the number one movie is The Dark Knight, which is really no shock. I mean, that changed how we view comic book films, I do believe. Um, it really does. It changes how we view comic book films. Uh, it, it really changed everything uh, at that point. But, you know, I, I love Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. Uh, you know, it's... He won an Oscar for it. Sadly, he passed away and couldn't receive it. Uh, a lot of people say that's the only reason he won it, uh, but he deserved that Oscar. Um, it was it was definitely an Oscar-worthy performance. Um, that movie is just gold. Uh, I know Nolan wanted uh, the cast to watch Heat, which starred uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Yeah, that's what he wanted it to feel like, and it definitely felt. I felt that heat, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that movie. It, Man, that movie is will always be my favorite Batman movie. Um, I think that performance will always be my favorite Joker performance. I don't think anyone's ever going to top it. I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to come close, but I don't think he'll ever top it. But let's move on. Let's move on. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, longer cut, may become a Netflix miniseries. I have no interest in watching this on Netflix. Um... Not to say I didn't like the movie. If you've seen the review, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. 
But I don't have any desire to watch this as a mini-series. I'll wait for the Blu-ray, buy it, watch it at the house. I don't need to watch a mini-series of it on Netflix. I'm sure the longer cut will be on the Blu-ray. Even if it's not, it's okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to be upset about it if it's not on there. Uh, but, you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. Uh, let's see, what we else, what we else, what else we got here? Uh, here's one. Uh, MCU Phase 5 should go all in on Marvel Zombies. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're doing Blade, you're, you're bringing in vampires. I mean, why not? Uh, you know, I mean, why not bring in zombies if you're going to bring in vampires? I don't see an issue with that. Uh, so... Uh, you know, bring it. You know, it, I, I'm curious to see how you're going to bring in the vampires. I'd be curious to see how you're going to bring in zombies. You know, I, I think Doctor Strange, whatever happens in that movie, is going to create something. You know, it's going to create a horror element uh, for vampires to exist and possibly zombies, whatever else. I mean, you know, I look forward to what's coming in the MCU. I really do. I look. I'm more excited for this than I ever have been. I really am. And um, it's not because Iron Man is gone. It's not because Steve Rogers is no longer Captain America. It's just what they did in that movie, and it's gonna make my top ten list. Uh, if Aaron probably have one, one through three, I have it one, two, or three. But I don't know if I will. I mean, I loved it, but I have loved a lot of films this year. Um, but yeah, I mean. Look, MCU, I cannot wait. I just cannot wait for it. Um, uh, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, The Flash was different. I can see that. Because he was going for a more darker version. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm sure The Flash was different. Uh, I would like this. You know, there's been talks about this cut for months. Months and months and months. Maybe even a year. Um, the Snyder cut. Uh, release it, DC. You know? You hear it all the time, and I'm so tired of hearing about it. I wish they would just release it so those fanboys would shut up about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's out there, I'd like to see it. But I'm not going to get obsessed over it, you know? But, yeah, I mean, I, if it's out there, release it. So they, so these fanboys would shut up. But, you know, what? I didn't hate Justice League. Uh, I would say it's the worst movie in the DCEU. But I didn't hate it. I was, you know, mildly entertained by it. I mean, I'd probably give it a 2.5 or 3 out of 5. I mean, it's around there. Maybe a 2.75 if I had a round off. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But, you know, I, I mean, I didn't hate that movie. And honestly, Flash was one of my favorite parts in the movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I really enjoyed him. You know, but let's move on. Black Lightning will be in, in the Arrowverse... Arrowverse Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. So will Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. I also read that. Um, so that's pretty pretty big. I actually do watch Black Lightning. I'm behind on the last season, but I actually do watch it. So I was curious if he was gonna, you know, um. I was curious if he was going to show up in the Arrowverse, and he, and he is. So now I'm, I don't know what to do. <laughs> do I watch it? Do I not watch it? Because I do watch Black Lightning. I don't know what to do. It, it's got me. It's got me in a. 
you know, in a weird, 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 weird situation, uh, because I, I have never watched Arrow, I've never watched The Flash, I've uh, never watched Legends of Tomorrow, uh, never watched Supergirl, I mean, I haven't watched these shows, only one I've seen is Black Lightning, and I'm so behind them, I don't know where to start, so I don't know what to do with that when that comes on, but I don't know. But uh, here is every confirmed upcoming MCU project ranked by the fans' excitement. Um, I think everyone's going to pick number one to be... Well, it's not a Phase 4, though, so it can't be. But I think if it was, everyone would pick Blade. Um, I want to guess what number one's going to be. Um, for me, movie-wise, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh... I'm really excited for that movie. I think number two would be Doctor Strange, though. And number three probably be Thor, then followed by Black Widow and The Eternals. I'm not, like, super excited for The Eternals, because I don't know what they are. I've never seen, I've never read any comics about them, so I don't know. Uh, as far as shows go, uh, you've got WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier. One, two, three. And um, What If? And WandaVision. Um... Oh man, you know, I'm interested in WandaVision because that leads up to Doctor Strange too. Uh, obviously interested in Loki because I'm a massive Loki fan. Uh, same with Hawkeye, I'm a massive Hawkeye fan. The Falcon and Winter Soldier I'm, I'm interested in. Um, probably on the same level as WandaVision. What if, I mean I'll watch it but I'm not super excited for it. It's between Loki and Hawkeye, and I can't really choose. Um, but okay, I'll choose. I'm gonna go with Hawkeye because I think he deserves this, this you know, the spotlight. And my number one is Hawkeye. Uh, it is. That's mine. Do I think it's what the fans are gonna pick? No. I'm gonna go with the fans are gonna pick Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange or Thor. I'm gonna go Doctor Strange though. Let's find out. They're top 10. Okay, let's find out. Number 10 is WandaVision. Uh, wow, I'm a little, little surprised by that. But yeah, WandaVision is number 10. Uh, number 9 is Hawkeye. Wow. I thought that would be higher. You know, he's following the spotlight. He's always kind of been on the, you know, on the sidelines wanting the spotlight. But now he's, he's man, uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I really am. Uh, number eight is the Eternals. I kind of expected that. Uh, you know, I really did. Seven, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's just not going to be the same without Steve. It's it just, it's not. Uh, they can call him Captain America. Uh, I don't know what they're calling him. I mean, he's known to us as Falcon. I think he's always going to be known as Falcon. Um, but he's the new Captain America. So, uh, number six is What If... It's higher than... It'd probably been last for me. Honestly, it probably would have been last. Number five is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Disappointing. But, you know, I'm really excited for it. I love martial art films. I love uh, that this is going to have a lot of martial arts in it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I really am. Um, number four, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I am surprised. Thor's going to be number one. I'm... Uh, I figure this would be two, if not number one, it's four. So yeah, I'm I'm just I don't know what to think. 
Loki's gonna be number one. Thor: Love and Thunder's number three. Um, so wow. Um, Black Widow's number two. I'm. I didn't think there would. Must be a lot of Black Widow fans. <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like her, but it must be a lot. Number one is Loki, and that's not really a surprise. Uh, I mean, Loki's one of the, you know, one of the favorite characters. He's one of the most favorite characters, you know, entertaining characters in MCU since its uh, start. Uh, I mean, when, once Thor happened, the movie, um, you know, I'm, you know, it, it was pretty cool. Uh, you know. You know, I, I think Loki, he steals a lot of scenes in the Thor movies. And the Avengers as well. I mean, Loki's just one of the best characters they've they've done. Uh, you know, I mean, I love I love Loki. Uh, but he's not number one for me. I think the number one is probably going to be Shang-Chi. Uh, that, that film. Then Hawkeye. I, I'm... I, uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited for everything, but except for what if, what if like I'll watch it, but it's not something I really want to see. You know, uh, like I have to go see. You know, or I want to go see, or you know, you know what I mean. I just it's there. I'll watch. I'll get Disney Plus at some point. We've talked about it, and we're gonna get it once probably when it comes out. Uh, you know. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I just want to say, I mean, how many people are excited for Carnage and Venom 2? I mean, I am pumped for that movie. Uh, I really am. I cannot wait for Carnage. And Woody Harrelson's planning. I mean, that is just going to blow my mind. Uh, what he could do, uh, I mean, him and Tom, 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 Tom Hardy is going to be amazing. Venom versus Carnage is going to be amazing. <sighs> I'm laughing a little bit because of, of the Hobbs and Shaw ending is the most nonsensical of the summer. Uh, we're, me and Aaron are going to review that tomorrow. Um, I wish I could say I've seen it twice, but I have seen it 1.75 times. Uh, I went to go see it again yesterday with my buddy Sean, who... We'll be back with me on Wednesday for uh, Action Junkies. We're going to be talking about the Expendables. Um, uh, but we had to leave. Uh, his dog got out, and he's the only one that, you know, you know, that can get his dog. Uh, it doesn't go to anyone else. But So we we missed the last act. Like, like Brixton's people had just came to Samoa. It was getting ready to be that big fight. And we had to leave at that time, which I think is the best part of the movie. That last act is the best part for me. Uh, I, I love that movie, though. I love Hobbs and Shaw. Um, it's everything I wanted it to be. Um, um, next, though, Venom 2. Ten directors who would be perfect for Tom Hardy's sequel. And I'm going to see if I agree with any of these. Uh, Eli Roth? No. No, 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 no. He was originally supposed to do the Meg, and he was, no, he would just, no, not, no. <laughs> now that I don't have, no, I, I like Cabin Fever, I like the Hostel series, uh, but no. I, and I, I haven't seen Death Wish yet, but, and I did go see last year's The House with the Clocks in the Walls, uh, but 
it was it was entertaining. Don't get me wrong, but I I don't want to see him direct Venom too. Uh, I want to see someone you know w- w- get a little bit more talent behind there. Uh, Alex Garland, um, he did Annihilation last year. I haven't yet to see that. Ed Machina haven't seen that. Uh, I'd be okay with him though, because I know what he's done, and I know he could do this kind of film. So I'd be all right with him. Craig uh, Zoller, who is um, did uh, Bone Tomahawk, which I really liked. He also did Brawl and Cell, 90, Cell Block 99. I have yet to see that. But I, I did really enjoy Bone Tomahawk. I thought that was a pretty cool film. Uh, and a little independent film starring Kurt Russell. Uh, Patrick, not pa- Patrick Wilson. I, I forget who else was in it, um, but... Uh, Kurt was really good in that movie. Uh, I, I I could see him doing Venom 2. More so than Alex Garland. But number 7 they got. Uh, Bobcat. Gothaway. I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about him. So I can't say. Tim Miller. Um, who did uh, Deadpool. Uh, was doing Terminator Dark Fate. Just going by his type of person I've seen him, uh, which I did see a little bit of Turn of Dark Fate panel at San Diego Comic Con. I loved the first Deadpool movie. I did. I did. I'm, I have high hopes for Terminator Dark Fate. I think he's going to bring that franchise back to where it was. Tim Miller, at this point in this list, is my top choice. Um, I think he'd be perfect for Venom. But I think Venom should be rated R. Well, I think it's got to be. I really do. Ari Asta, no, 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 no. He did Hereditary. He did Midsummer. No, he, he this is not a film for him. <laughs> I, it's, it's just not. I, I don't I, I don't think it's a film for him at all. Um, people may disagree with me on that, but I just don't think this is a film for him. Uh, Martin McDonough, uh uh, no, I don't think this would be right for him either. He's a, he's worked with Woody Harrelson before in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and that was a really good movie. Um, it really was. It was a really good movie, but I just don't think this would be right for him. Lee Wano from the Saw franchise. He did. He's also from the Insidious. He's a he's a pretty talented young filmmaker, but I think this would be too much for him. Robert Rodriguez, um, you know. Definitely could do this film. Um, he came from Dust Till Dawn, Spy Kids, you know, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Desperado. I mean, he could do it easily. He really could. Number one is Edgar Wright. Very good filmmaker uh, himself. But the guy I would actually choose is Tim Miller. Uh, I think he fits it. I, I really do. I think Tim Miller just fits it. Uh uh, I really do. I, I, <laughs> but I, I man, I don't know. I mean, that that's just me. Uh, I just, I think Tim Miller fits fits it. Um, uh, I'm not saying he's that too. They're gonna hire as director, but I would love for him to direct it. I really would. But I think that also depends on how well Terminator does. If Terminator flops, like they have. Pretty much every movie since I think I think they've all flopped except 
for the first two. The third one did okay. It like it made its money. It, it broke even, but uh, Salvation I think flopped. I know Genesis flopped bad. It, it did. I mean, it did okay. It did good overseas, but I, it did flop. So I think it depends on how well Terminator does. If they hire him as Venom's new director. Uh, there was another one about Hobbs and Shaw, and I can't talk about it because if we're going to review it tomorrow. But here's some news. CW is the 100 to end after season 7. Um, it's another show I want to see but have yet to see. Uh, I, you know, I actually am a big fan of what CW does. I really am. Um, I, I recently watched uh, The Secret Circle last year, which only lasted one season. I really loved that show. I love Supernatural. Uh, Dawson's Creek was on it on CW. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, Angel. I mean, I like what they do. They 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 do pretty good. Um, so you know, I I look forward to finally watching it since it's ending. I won't you don't have to worry about getting spoiled for a week, which I don't have to worry about that anyway because I don't see much see many people talking about the one hundred, but. Here's some news on the box office, um, which I have stopped doing the box office results. Uh, but Hobbs and Shaw has worst Fast and Furious box office opening since 2009. It made 60.8 uh, domestically and 120 overseas, uh, which is 180 million dollars. It costs 200 million, so it's going to need about four, four fifty, uh, you know. And I think it's going to do that easily. I think overseas it's probably going to do around 500, 600. Uh, I really do. I think it'll get close to 200 here domestically. But here's the thing. This isn't a Fast and Furious film. Uh, the last Fast and Furious film made 100 here domestically on opening weekend. and uh, Which is cool. I mean, it's cool. Then uh, it made that much money. Uh, but the, this series is winding down. You know, it, it really is. Uh, it's winding down. Um... Um, you know, as long as the budget is not too big, I think they need to slow. Now, Hobbs and Shaw was awesome. It was, it didn't take itself seriously at all. Uh, it was a, just a fun action popcorn film, which we used to get a lot in the 80s and 90s. We used to get those type of films in the 80s and 90s. And this is what that was. It was a throwback to the, what, you know, started it. Uh, I think guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, um, Let's see. Um, Bruce Willis, John Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal. Guys like that would love this. Would be happy for the, these guys. I mean, I, like I said, I went and seen it uh, Saturday. Me and Beth took the kids to go see it. We all had a good time. And I, w I went back yesterday. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the last act, but me and Sean had a good time watching it. I mean, I was laughing more than I did the first time. So, you know, um, this is a really good movie. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not saying it's, you know, Oscar worthy. It's not. But, I mean, this movie reminded me, it's like the Terminator meets Tango and Cash. Like, Idris Elba's character is like the Terminator. And Hobbs and Shaw's like Tango and Cash. It, there's, it is, the inspiration came from Tango and Cash. Clearly. And I think inspiration came from Tango Cash when they did um, 
The Fate of the Furious. Uh, they started it there. So, But also, I'm not going to get into it too much, but I think this movie takes place after Fast and Furious 10. I really do. I, I, I think this... I think Fast and Furious 9 and 10 will be prequels to Hobbs and Shaw. And there's a reason I say that, and we'll get into that tomorrow. I don't want to spoil anything today, but we'll get into that tomorrow. Um, where me and Aaron review it. Uh, CW's planning to de debut a new Arrowverse in 2020. Uh, you know, it's Arrow's last uh, season. So we're all assuming he's going to die. Um, I have yet to see any of it. I do want to see Arrow. I, I've read a few comics of him, and I absolutely love Arrow. Green Arrow, I, I love him. I love him so much. He's just so good at what he does. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, it's supposed to end. Um, uh, here's one. Uh, the most disappointing movie of the summer 2019. I don't know how many movies they're going to have on here, but I can... Well, they say it's Men in Black International, and I, I probably will agree with them on that. Um, it's not going to make my worst movie of the year, but if I had to go by most disappointing movie of the year, I thought it was going to be Us, but it's been topped to Men in Black International. Uh, um, you know, I was so disappointed. Uh, you know, um, it was just, it was just sad, you know, you know, it was just sad to watch that on screen, <laughs> it really was, if you could just look at me, my, I'm just, my heart is just so sad right now, but, uh, I'm gonna move on, because I don't want to think about Men in Black International again. And I'm probably going to have to think about it sometime next year when it gets announced that they're going to do a sequel to it. Because overseas kind of saved it. And it's at least broke even. So they can do more if they want. Uh, if they do more, they better bring back Will Smith. Uh, they just got to. I mean, or bring back the original director. If you bring back somebody knows the you know the series. Because uh, what they put out there, it just didn't feel like a Men in Black film to me. Uh it just didn't. Um, here's up news uh, for uh, horror comedy fans. For Simon Pegg and Nick Frost fans who, you know, they did Hot Fuzz. Shaun of the Dead is probably the most well-known film. Um, I think they both did Paul. I know Simon Pegg's in Paul. I'm not sure about Nick Frost. But I want to say they did Paul together. But anyway, they're doing a new TV series for Amazon uh, called Truth Seekers. And you know what? I'm going to be excited for it because I may not be their biggest fans, but look, I, I've grown to like Simon Pegg because of Mission Impossible. Uh, and Star Trek, actually. I, I like him in Star Trek. Um, I really do. I think, you know, it's pretty cool uh, that I'm, I'm coming around to him because at first I, I just did not like him at all. For whatever reason, I just was not invested in Simon Pegg, but now I am, uh, so, but anyway, moving on to Hobbs and Shaw makes movie part of Fast and Furious Canyon, 
Uh, without looking, I'm going to say it's the Terminator, because they made a joke about the Terminator. But, no, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I'm wrong. Spoilers. Uh, but, it makes a clear reference, and they did make a clear reference to this. The, the, the small car is from Jason Statham's The Italian Job, which people still want to see a sequel to. And I could see that he's basically, he's kind of playing that character. Uh, I, I, a little bit, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a clear, I, I was going to say Terminator because, you know, of what they were doing, uh, but I might go into it, but yeah, what they were doing, um, but yeah, Italian job, yeah, that was the exact same car was used in the Italian job. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I think that's one of my favorite Jason Statham films. Look. I have a love-hate relationship with Jason Statham. <laughs> uh, I, but here lately, I really in, have enjoyed... Man, I loved him, and people are going to get upset at me or make fun of me, but I loved him in Ghost of Mars, um, which was a John Carpenter film. I, I absolutely loved him in that. I thought he was hilarious in it. I really liked his character. Um, but then he did The Transporter, which I liked. I did. Then he did Part 2. Which I love. Now, I don't like the third one at all. But I do love Transporter 2. It's my favorite one of those series. Then he did Crank. Uh, God, I love that movie. Love Crank. Crank 2 sucks. But Crank 1 is pretty awesome. And he he's, he did the one with Jet Li. Uh, he did a War with Jet Li. So, early on, I was a big fan of Jason Statham's, actually. But then he, started, then he did films like The Mechanic and Mechanic 2. And, you know, these pretty bad action movies and I'm like man <laughs> what happened to him and then he gets announced that he's doing the Meg and if you know me I'm a big Meg fan I have every single book that Steve Alton has written about the Meg and I just could not see Jason Statham playing Jonas Taylor movie comes out I thought he did a wonderful job honestly I did um and of course he was cast in, you know, uh, Fast and Furious sits as the end credit scene. He was cast as uh, Deckard Shaw, the brother of Owen Shaw. And part seven, he's wanting revenge for what happened to his brother. Then there he gets arrested and Fate of the Furious, him and the Rocks characters have this unique banter and the best part of the Fate of the Furious, they really are the best part. Fate of the Furious is my worst, is, is in my worst of the Fast and Furious franchise. But, uh, Hobbs and Shaw was amazing in that movie. Their chemistry was pretty, it was pretty cool. But anyway, uh, that's, that's cool. Uh, you know, that he, I've grown to really like, I like, like, I look forward to whatever he does now. So, uh, he, Statham's back in my book. Not that it matters what I think, but he's back. Uh, the division director on what to expect from Ubisoft's next Netflix movie, um, if you haven't played the, if you don't know what the division is, it's uh, it's based on a video game, Tom Clancy's Division. I have played a little bit of it. It was cool. It was kind of cool. It's going to be directed by David Leach, who has done, um, uh, he directed uh, John Wick with his brother, um, and he's he did he did uh, Deadpool two, directed that. He just did Hobbs Shaw, which I thought was awesome. Um, so, uh, I would say play the game first. Uh, 
if you're a gamer. If you're not a gamer, just watch it on Netflix, I guess. But here's what... Let's find out what he said, what it's going to be like. Um, here's what he said. I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of video games, but there are certain ones that I really do enjoy. In the past years ago, I used to play Madden quite a bit. So that's been my inroads into video games. The Division itself, I do like the core concept of every man and woman bonding together to figure out how to restart civilization. I like that core concept. I obviously like the action in terms of style of the game. It's not unlike the stuff I've done in John Wick, so there's something really cool about that. Or even Atomic Blonde, like the stairwell scene. I see elements of that in what we could build in the action into the Division, but mainly... It's just a group of people involved in the project that got me really excited. Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain as creatives. Kelly McCormick, my producing partner. And the world of the vision is incredibly cinematic. So the opportunity in there and fertile ground for something cool is kind of undeniable. So it's exciting. So, uh, so I think he's going to do the core of the game. Um, which, you know, needs to be done. Um... Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, it just needs to be done. Um, you, you need to do the game justice. Uh, you, man, I, you know, honestly, uh, a lot of these video game adaptations try to change everything. Now, I think Tomb Raider was a good example, uh, of staying true to the source. Um, I would love to say Warcraft was. Honestly, I've never played it, so I can't say, but it is my... It's still my favorite video game adaptation is Warcraft. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed did an okay job when they were in the past. They, the, the past was great. It was just the present that sucked for me. But I went back and watched that movie, and I don't hate it as much as I used to. I think it's an okay film. But it's not, you know, I've only played the first Assassin's Creed, so it, I felt like they should have adapted that first game. And there's elements of it, but there's not. So, for me anyway. But video game adaptations, we've had a lot of them. A lot of them have been stinkers. And I'm hoping The Division's really good. It's, I mean, it's got a really good director. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in the lead. I think it's going to be good. Um, just like I think Uncharted's going to be good. Um, and we're getting a Tomb Raider sequel. So I think the future video games and Detective Pikachu was pretty good. I've never played Pokemon, but I like the movie. So, I think video game adaptations are are going to be something that's not going to suck. It's going to be something that people actually want to go see in the near future. And I think the tides are changing for it, and I, I'm happy for it. Um, up next, we got Friday the 13th, the game, while rights issues prevent future updates. Yeah, there's a huge legal battle about Friday the 13th. Um, one thing they can do... <laughs> Which is ridiculous to me that they can do this, but they can't do anything else. They can make action figures, you know, for Friday the 13th. But they can't do anything more on the video game. They can't make films, uh, comics, or anything else. Anything entertainment-wise, they besides action figures, they cannot do. Uh, I really... The fan... What's... The real thing is... Victor Miller and uh, Sean Cunningham are not hurting. This is not hurting them. This is hurting the fans. Uh, we're not getting... I I haven't really dug deep into this game. I wanted a real story. And it's not that. It's it's kind of... It's like Dead by Daylight. Uh, 
You know, you're you either play a Camp Castle trying to escape Camp Crystal Lake, trying to escape Jason, or you play Jason and you hunt every one of them down before they escape. Which sounds cool in theory, but look, like I'm a story guy, so it's it kind of would get boring for me. Uh, I've played it a few times, and I have played uh, like situations that they did try to make it more of a story, but it just I don't know. I want a real story of this, and we didn't get it. Uh, so hopefully they can get this rights. Straightened out, we can get a new movie. Um, as I've said before, the director of Jason Lives has written a new script. I think it's about all the survivors from the, like at least the first eight films. Uh, minus Tommy Jarvis. Um, it's all female-led. Fighting Jason. So, um, I would actually like to see that. I would like to see Tommy Jarvis show up. Uh, but, man, that would be awesome. And that you could like ignore part... Nine, Jason goes to hell, and do a sequel to straight up from eight from Jason takes Manhattan. So that would be interesting. Um, but you know, it's, uh, that's just my opinion of it. But but yeah, I would be very interested in that. Let's see. Let's see what's next. Here we go. Action stars we want to see in the Expendables 4. And I'm going to agree with one right now. I'm going to really agree with one. Number 10, Jackie Chan. Absolutely, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan needs to be in this. If Jet Li's not returning, bring Jackie. I would love to see Jet Li return, but I also want Jackie. Jackie Chan and Stallone have yet to do a movie together. And it needs to happen. They were supposed to do one together, and Stallone backed out, and they ended up casting John Cena. Uh, so, I'm excited to see it, but I'm not. <laughs> if it had been Stallone, I would have been really excited to see. But instead of doing that, Stallone did Rambo. I can't, you know, get upset about that. So, it's Rambo. But, you know, Jackie Chan deserves to be in this franchise. He really does. Man, I would have loved to see Jackie Chan fight Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know what I mean? Like, if he would have been in the first Suspendables, or both of them would have been in the first one, we could have had that fight. Van Damme could have been the main villain. Uh, which Van Damme was supposed to have been the character Dolph Lundgren is. So he, but he turned it down. He was stupid to turn it down. But he did not turn down part two where he was the main villain. I wish they would have done a double impact thing with Van Damme. And he would have had a twin brother. Like over the end credit scene. Uh, but they didn't go that way. But you know. I love this franchise. Uh, it, it, You know. I just love it. I mean, had to. Number nine, Pierce Bronson. Oh, God, yes. James Bond versus Rambo. Uh, of course. Make him the villain. I mean, God, yes. He's not the villain I want, per se. He's not the one I'm my number one pick, but um, yes, I, I agree with this. Uh, who, I mean, they really do. Uh, Pierce would be excellent for this movie. And this is for an aging action star type film, so he would be great. Uh, if they don't mention a couple guys, I will mention them. Um, I, I don't, I can't think of the top of my head my top ten, but I will mention him. Iku Yuwaz, I don't know who that is. He's from the Raid. Uh, uh, so yeah, but no, I'd rather you stick to you know the aging action stars instead of the new guys. Uh, number seven, Dwayne Johnson. Absolutely. Um, uh, 
You know, here's the thing. If he's in this, he's got to be the villain. He's got to be hunting them down. He's uh, he's actually pitched this idea to hunt them down, hunt Stallone and them down, and I'm all for it. Maybe he's like the brother of somebody, uh, or or maybe he was really good. For, I think you could bring back, you know, Eric Roberts' flashback scenes. Maybe he was really good friends with Eric Roberts' character. Uh, maybe, um, you know, I would say maybe he's the son of maybe Mel Gibson's character. You know, maybe. I, I don't know. Linda Hamilton, you know, that would be cool. You know, but I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that. I don't, I don't know if she would do it. But it would be cool if they did. Number five, Yahan Ruhan. Um, I think he was also in The Raid. Yes, uh, I have yet to see The Raid, but i got to see this movie. Because yeah, I've heard so many people talk about it and, how, and tell me how great it is. One of the best action movies today uh, for this generation. And, man, I really got to see it. I really got to see it. Uh, Child Young Fat absolutely deserves to be in there. Um, I think if, for this one, the part four, if it's the definite end, you need a, a spinnable villain team. You really do. I mean, I, that's what I want. I don't want just one guy. I want a team. And I want it to be led by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Look, I, I do, though. I do. Uh, number three, Peter Weller. Played Robocop. Uh, nah, not, not. It'd be cool to see, but no. I, maybe like a Bruce Willis type. But I want Bruce to get in the action, you know. I don't want him to play that type of character. Sigourney Weaver, if if you're bringing Linda in, you got to bring her in. Maybe that could set up the female-led Expendables because that's been talked about. I don't know. Number one is Kurt Russell. I absolutely agree with this. Um, Stallone actually asked him to be in Expendables 1 as Lee Christmas. He turned it down, so he got Jason Statham. Um, but And they are making a part four. Um, but... Yeah, I absolutely agree with this. Uh, I think Kurt should be in it. Um, I think Kurt would be a great, like, play, an old ally type guy. Uh, but I do think it should be led by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I will, I, I'll name a few guys who I think that weren't uh, mentioned. Uh, Michael Dudikoff from the American Ninja franchise. I think he would be a great addition to this franchise. I think Steven Seagal would be a great addition. Um... Let's see. Uh, I can't think of his name. He worked with John claude Van Damme in Black Eagle. He was a pretty big martial arts star in the 80s, but I cannot think of his name. Uh, he was in Ninja 3. Uh, man, he was, he, was a, he was really fat. He reminded me of Jackie Chan a lot. and He was like the 80s version of Jackie Chan, but I cannot think of his name. Uh, that sucks, too. <laughs> he did a lot of Ninja movies. Um, but Wesley Snipes, I know Wesley's already been in it, but like a bigger role for Wesley Snipes. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Lance Hendrick Hendrickson would be a pretty cool addition. Um, oh man, I mean, I feel like they've named pretty much everyone. I'd like to see Chuck Norris return. Um, but, you know, my top two is definitely uh, Kurt Russell and The Rock. Uh, you know, it, I mean, it really is. I, I, I will name one. Okay. Vin Diesel. Uh, I, I personally don't care much for him. But I do think he deserves a spot because he kind of took the mantle. 
you know, the action stars when Stallone kind of semi-retired. We took a took a long break, and Schwarzenegger went off to do governor. <laughs> he went out to be a governor. So I definitely think that is one. Uh, but you know, I'm th- trying to think. I mean, uh, John Berthold would be a good one. I mean, he's not like a he's not even an action star, but he was in The Walking Dead. He was in Punisher. He def- definitely has the chops to do it. I would love to see him take on Jason Statham. But yeah, I'm definitely The Rock and Kurt Russell is my top two. But I love this list. I do. I absolutely love this list. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to be all from Screen Rent for the past couple of days. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I think that's going to be it, though. The Rock explains what Keanu Reeves, Hobbs, and Shaw Row would have been. Uh, I think he would have been the director, uh, which you never do see in the movie. Uh, I think that is actually Keanu Reeves. I, I do. I think Keanu Reeves. This will get a sequel. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is going to be successful. It may be in the lowest in nine years, but it's still going to be a successful film. And it's a spinoff. I didn't expect uh, to make a hundred million. I hoped it would. Uh, I kind of, and he sits these kind of low, but I actually expected between 60 and 65. I didn't expect it to be in the 70s or anything. So, you know, it's a spinoff movie. I, I didn't think the whole audience for Fast and Furious was going to show up for it. But, I, you know, I think once they do see it, they will show up. I think they'll show up for the sequel, which probably be in 2022. Because it ain't going to happen until after... Um, Fast and Furious 10. I think something happens in Fast how happens in Hobbs and Shaw. Something is mentioned. Uh, I think um, I think you're going to see Idris Elba's character Bridgeton in Fast and Furious 10. I do. I think you'll you'll see what happened to made uh, Shaw make that decision. Uh, and I think maybe that's Taunt's justice. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe that's what's coming. Uh, the writer said Hans Justice is coming. And I think it's going to come in Fast and Furious 10. I do. Uh, well, I can't say any more about it, but I do think that's it. And I do think Keanu Reeves will be the um, the director. Uh, but I will be right back with some horror movie news. So stay tuned for that in just one minute after this message. Alright, I'm back with this edition of Movie News with horror movie news. Uh, I, I actually am starting to enjoy this. It's not as much movie news as uh, the other uh, selection. But this is a little horror stuff for all the, all the horror fans that do listen. Um, so, uh, the last trailer to 47 Meters Down was released. And they're calling it the tense 47 Meters Down uncaged trailer. Swims down an underwater labyrinth of horrors. You know, um, I love sharks. Uh, anyone knows me knows I'm a massive diehard shark fan, and that's th- that's because of Jaws. But it made me interested in the ocean, the the creatures in the ocean, and I was so enthralled with sharks as a child. I mean, I loved it. So uh, I watch shark films. They mainstream, straight to video, whatever. I watch them all that I can. Uh, I've seen a lot of bad ones. I've seen some good ones. Um, so, 47 Meters Down, uh, the original, that came out a couple years ago. Um, I was, uh, you know, I liked it. You know, I recently watched it again. Of course, me and Aaron 
did the versus mode last week for Shark Week. Um, I, I found myself not liking it as much as I did, but I still enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, I gave it a three, which is solid. Uh, but this new one, you know, I'm not excited for it. I, I, I don't think it's going to be good. Um, I really don't. I don't think 47 Meters Down Uncaged is going to be a good movie. I don't think it's going to be a good shark movie either. Uh, I think it's going to be a letdown. So my expe my expectations are extremely low. Um, I hope I hope I'm wrong because I want every shark film to be great. But this just looks ridiculous to me. Um, but it doesn't look like it's supposed to be ridiculous. <laughs> like they're taking it serious, and which is cool that they're doing that, but. I don't know. The shark doesn't look all that great to me in the trailers. Um, look, I I get... Uh, what was that movie called? The Girls Stuck in the Cave. Um, uh, descent. The Descent. It gives me the Descent. Like, they're trapped in this, like, cave with water. And there's sharks surrounding them. And I just... Uh, I don't know. I just... I'm not getting good vibes. That's all I can say. And I'm a Master Shark fan. But, moving on. Uh, Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark Revival teaser was released. And you know what? I'm at, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this show. Uh, I remember watching it as a kid. And uh, I liked it. But watching this now, uh, you know, it got me a little bit excited. So, um, pretty pumped for that. Um, you know, a uh, little Saul movie news. Nazneen Contractor joined Saul Sequel as a coroner. I don't know who that is, but it's part of the Saw franchise. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, box office news. Uh, Crawl swims past 50 million worldwide, while Annabelle comes home to 200 million. That's, you know, Annabelle's, you know, you'd expect that as the Conjuring universe. But Crawl, with, you know, little um, promotion, has done pretty good. Honestly, uh, I'm... I hope that gets a sequel. I really do. I mean, I loved it. I'm thinking about going to see it again tomorrow after Ann and I do our podcast. But we'll see if I have enough time for that. If I do, I will. I, I want to see it again. Uh, and I'm on that Regal Unlimited, so I can go see as much as I want. and don't have to pay you anything. So, uh, other than the $21 a month. So, And I've already got my money's worth this past weekend with Hobbs and Shaw. But yeah, I, I really love Crawl. I mean, everything about that movie hit me in the right place, man. I, it did. It was good. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend you go watch it. Um, okay, here's one for video gamers. Uh, latest Days Gone DLC. Swaps a motorcycle for a golf cart. Um, I have yet to play Days Gone. I don't have it yet. I have I've heard mixed feelings on it, and it kind of worries me. Cause so it's actually one of my most anticipated games to play. Um, but yeah, that 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 worries me a little bit. Here's 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 the film I'm really excited for. There's rumors surrounding this particular film. James Wan, as I've reported before, is going back to horror. Um, he calls his next film an original horror idea. That'll feature old school practical effects. Uh, it's been rumored, and it, Warner Brothers is doing it, um, which you know they own the rights to a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, they're 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 saying 
Nightmare on Elm Street reboot will happen next year or 2021. And their James Wan's film is being kept kept under wraps as a secret film. I think this is going to turn out to be a Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I really do. I think they're going to reboot it. Uh, even though he says it's original, I do think they're going to reboot it. And James Wan's doing it. This is the rumor going now. This is not fact. So, but either way, James Wan returning to what made him. Um, I'm the, I'm there. <laughs> Opening night, I'm there. I don't care what it is, I'm there. Because I think he is the best filmmaker today. That's just my opinion. But that's how I feel about it. He is such a good filmmaker. And I can't wait to see what he's doing. It could be Freddy. It could be not. But if it is Freddy, he's going to blow everyone away. Whether Robert England returns or not. If it's not Freddy, he's going to blow everyone away. <laughs> he is just that kind of a filmmaker. Uh, I look forward to it, whatever he's doing. I've already talked about the Truth Seekers. Uh, C, 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 C. Uh, is the, the rumor is in, the, in American Horror Story 1984, the slasher's name is Mr. Jingles. Yeah, it kind of fits the 80s, actually, so I would have no problem with that. Um, not at all. I mean, that, that's um, that's pretty cool. I mean, calling Mr. Jingles. I know there was a horror film called Mr. Jingles in the 90s. So, that's I look forward to that. And I have yet to see one episode of AMAHS, American Horror Story. I have yet to see one episode. But I look forward to that season. I think it's going to be cool. Uh, the creator of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina teases, We're Going to Hell. Uh... Let's go to hell and get my boyfriend back. I don't know what's going on there. But I want to see this. Uh, I've seen trailers of this. Like I said, I'm behind on a lot. But I really want to see The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It looks fun. It does. Uh, let's see. The stand is going to Blu-ray. Um, I hope they can... I've recently watched The Stand... I think it was on Netflix. Uh, I recently watched it, and um, it hadn't aged well. So I hope Blu-ray can fix those problems. But you know, I hope. Uh, Trick or Treat star Rochelle Eights joins the cast of the Purge TV series. You know, I stopped watching the Purge TV series after episode one, um, so I never did pick it up. I think it's on Netflix, so I may go back and watch it. Uh, I heard it get, it picks up and it's pretty cool. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, I'm not a big fan of The Purge. I like 2 and 3, but, you know, that's not because of the story or anything. That's, uh, because of the actor that's in it. Um, uh, what's his name? Let me look him up. Uh, he plays Crossbones, uh. I think it's Crossbones and Avengers. Um, let's see. Uh, the Purge. Uh, the Purge. Frank Grillo. There he is. Uh, yeah, I like Frank Grillo. Uh, he's one of my favorite B-movie actors. Actually, he would be great for Expendables 4. I forgot about him, but he'd be cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I like those two films, but... 
you know, of the Purge series. I hadn't seen the last one. I know they're making a final film, and you got the TV series. So it's going strong. I mean, it's got an audience, of course, but I have yet to see it. Congratulations to her for joining the cast on that, though. Um, but our final topic today on movie news edition on horror movie news is Netflix cancels the OA in the real world. OA in the in the new world. Uh, I have yet to see the OA, um, but I think the new season hasn't even started. Uh, so I'm assuming this again. They do this three seasons and you're done. So uh, I definitely expect Stranger Things to be canceled after the fourth season. But man, you have to do Stranger Things viewing. You have to do that those type of numbers to get it. A, another season if it's not critically acclaimed that's just sad but you know that's it that's all i have for movie news today uh uh wasn't a lot of movie news in horror today uh but i will continue to bring because i know there's horror fans out there and especially with the classics like you know i know i'll be bringing some Candyman news when i hear it uh any friday 13 news halloween news i'm sure will be coming up um Scream news possibly coming up. I know your last summer news. Uh, whoever gets cast in that, I will be giving it, it giving it to you in this edition of horror news in movie news. It'll always come last because uh, um, you can just skip over if you don't hear anything. If you're just here for the horror news, you can just skip over the regular movie news and it'll be there. So, But this is Brandon Spivey from the Mark Out Movie Podcast. I will see you tomorrow. With uh, Aaron as we do the Best Of series, which we are doing A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'll be back here Wednesday with Sean Paul on Action Junkies Episode 2 when we will talk about The Expendables. And on Thursday, I'll be back with Aaron again. Uh, We're going to debut Slashers Only with a character, Freddy Krueger. I just felt it would go with Tuesday's episode. So we'll do that and uh, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.